the best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Global special interview at this point in time. Second anniversary of the Paria Pipeline tragedy yesterday. Several events were held. Um, there was one in Kuva and uh, the, the relatives of uh, the men who died at the Soul Survivor and other stakeholders, they were there. Joining us this morning, uh, we welcome to our program to speak to us a bit of what's been going on and uh, what is going on, what's expected to come now that we have, you know, the government has this report that was compiled by the Commission of Inquiry and all those other things. Let's welcome to our program the wife of Rishi Nagesa. He's one of the divers who perished in this tragedy. Let's welcome to our program Vanessa Kusi. Good morning to you. Welcome to our program. Hi. Pleasant. Good morning to you as well. It's nice to have you with us this morning. I'm speaking to Councillor Kusi. I'm correct, right? Yes, you're correct. Okay, great. So, um, Can't call me Vanessa. There, there's, there's, so some positives have happened in the past two years. Um, Definitely. I, I would say it's my pleasure to have you on, and yes, it's it's good to have you on, but I, I would have preferred that these things never have happened, um, but that's water under the bridge. No, we can hope as much as we want, but it yeah. is a reality. And it's a reality for the nation that looked on, but it's a different reality for you and for the others like you all who experienced it firsthand. Uh, I, I don't think, I can't remember if we ever had the opportunity to speak. I don't think so. But no, we didn't. I, I'd like very much for us to go back before we go forward. Um, okay, no problem. I, I can't begin to imagine at all what you and, and your loved ones and the others would have gone through having to experience something like this. The... The loss itself of a loved one is a traumatic experience. Losing someone, yes, losing someone under the circumstances under which you and your loved ones did is, it's magnifying it a thousand times. What has life been like for you all since this tragedy? How have, have you been coping? Have the children been coping? What, what's been going on? Just to begin, since the tragedy had happened, um, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but um, you did ask the question and I'm going to reply. Um, yes, our lives have changed drastically and not only on myself, but my whole family, my family, meaning my neighbors, my very close friends, my children, everybody. Because our home is like an open house for everybody. You know, everybody will just walk in, anyone, you know, and they always know, well, Venny. They call me Venny home, by the way, for Vanessa. So our home is like everybody will come in, you want something to eat, you get to see it. And this is what the, you know, Brian had picked up this when he come by me. Um, and we started living together since we met like 13 years back. So um, he was like, this is the way a family operates. And I was like, yeah, this is how we are. Um, he says, like, everybody comes home by you. I said, yes, this is how it is. So he adapted this from my home. So, you know, like the life I had before and the life I have now, it is two big, big difference in living. Um, 
our home is not the same. Um, the happiness is not there. You can come in my home now and you would feel that, you know, the distance between everybody. It's like we're there and uh, we'll say, we will say, um, you know, like if we have to say something, we'll just say it. Um, like we need something for the house, somebody will go get it. My sons, my elder sons. We do not have this sit down and talk anymore like we used to have because somebody will break down, you know? Mm. And the living we we have now is like, uh, I don't want to dwell on anything too much, but um, it's very difficult and hard as a single parent to run a home. Um, it's very, very hard um, mm. when you have to face the groceries and you have to face bills and you have to face every single thing because Nashik at that time, he was just a year and a few months and he now, you know, he barely, he was now talking and you can understand the words that he was saying. So I do blame Paria for not allowing my husband to, you know, to get to enjoy Nashik's life that God had given to us. Mm. And reason being that he always been asking me all the time for his dad and where his dad is and he knows knows the accident that had happened and but I try to you know we we are all parents we try to protect our children we do not tell them because he's a, t- a tender age mm-hmm. um and he will not understand exactly because you know we well I try to bring him up the right way the correct way and um and your topic before yes if uh, I was listening to your topic and your topic about the school and yes and I tried to bring Nashik up in a very decent way possible so I don't want anybody harming him mm. and you know and every time something wrong got like he got injured or he gets something he fall this different love you have for your child well and I, I assume, you know it, I assume not but because of what happened Mm-hmm. You are going to, and, and maybe overcompensate is the wrong word, but your attention to him is going to be magnified because you believe, exactly. you believe he deserves. I will not take him off my eyes. I will not send him anywhere. Mm-hmm. The only place he, he will get to go is by my sister's home because she's like his second mom. Yeah. Um, when this tragedy had happened, my sister, well, forgive me, but I do not know half of the things that happened there. You know, like after the accident, all who came to look for me, all who called me, there were people throughout the world trying to talk to me. And I did speak with everybody, but tell me now, I will not remember mm-hmm. because um, there was so much, hundreds, hundreds of people were calling. And uh, these few months, my sister had taken the role of her mother. She had taken Nashik at her home because I, I was very, and the, state I was at, I could not recall myself holding him, trying to be with him and all the time because I was like at paria trying to fight for my husband and the rest of the divers. I was doing so much and then my sister said she's going to take him. She took him for three months at her home and she nursed him as well and Mm. this is something that I, you know, you don't forget. You don't forget the people who are close to you and this is a time that we had reached out to the government, reached out to Pario officials, and neither of them came to help the families. And it's sad being a two years um, anniversary yesterday, 
And this, I know that they were looking on and they always do. Um, but it is very sad that it did not come forth and say, well, okay, we are going to really meet with the families. Mm. This, I could probably say it on air for the people of the nation to hear. You know, like, yes, we did. Yes, he said he's going to meet the family. The government is going to meet the, the prime minister is going to meet the, the family. But no, no yeah. phone callers yet. I, so it's just a word of mouth. Okay. And that is all they had done since the accident. They were just talking, talking, no action, nothing. Who but in the right mind, um, well, point guns at people who are willing to save lives. And this is something and a question I've been always like always questioning myself you know people save cats and dogs throughout the world and our country they choose to point guns who instructed the coast guard to point guns at men dive well divers willing to go down and the very same pipe they are custom working with and they stop these men from saving lives I, i'm you know sure what hurt me yes. a lot mm-hmm. what hurt me a lot now is that Seeing my husband on the seventh day when he came out from the pipeline, they flushed him out, and I was, I was like praying to God that please don't bring out Ryan in bits and pieces. And I was begging God on my knees, do not bring him out. I do not want my children to see him like this, and um, I don't want to see him like this because he left for work not to die, but to to work and make honest dollar to bring home. And this is what we have to live for you know and um that that particular day that i had to go and view his body and i saw this man this man who i know and this really hurts because you're looking at somebody who you you think and well he probably died as they said he died they died so long ago and i am looking at this man who is my husband and he's looking like if he's sleeping and you just take some water and you just, you just throw it on him and he's wet and he's he had no oil no oil in him so on his clothing nothing he didn't have any oil on him so this leaves me to think where was ryan you know where was ryan if ryan was in that same pipeline and that same oil why did not he come out with oil like the others you know the other tree And he did, he was, no, he came out just as, and sorry to say, they flushed him out the pipeline alive. That is the only thing you have in your mind, because how can we, if he was in the same pipeline with the others, right? And all these men working in that that same pipeline, how could they acknowledge the first tree had died, right? And I had went, because one of the um, guys, they mistake him for Ryan because her Ryan, her Ryan is a dark person, so they mistook him for. And then they were like swollen three times their body. So it was like, um, when I say you need to go and see, and they give me strength to go look at this person to see Ryan. So when I had seen this diver, and I had known that it was not my husband, um, that's the reason why. I look back at so many days had passed knowing that if Ryan had died, he would be in a worse state of, okay. and you know, like in this 
the 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 other diver I, I saw. Okay. So um, I I, I okay I I, I, I want to stop you there because those issues that you're getting into, um, I want to come back mm. to later on in the interview. Okay, um, no problem. Yeah, because you get into some nitty-gritty details there that we will we will deal with, but a little later mm-hmm. on. Um, okay, no problem. I, I'm assuming from all that we saw, there's a sense of injustice that you would have felt um, when Correct. this took place and or how it was handled. Since then, yeah. and with the inquiry submitting its report, having done all the sittings and the hearings and whatever else, and producing this 200-and-something page document, which the King's Council, Jerome Lynch, spoke to us about and gave us his opinion and everything else. Do you feel any sort of justice with that entire process that took place? With the inquiry and the investigation and the report being submitted? The Commission of Inquiry. I will not say it's a waste of time. Um, because the world needs to know what really happened. And uh, being as the final report came out and people are aware that, yes, there was an accident and, yes, no no one did save the divers. They left them there to die. Yes, it's a big impact on the family. And I think the people of our country, I think they failed us as well. They did not come out to, like, support us in any way because carnival were high on swing and nobody well it was only like the few who were there at the site and then the when the media had known that what is this big accident had taken place and then they didn't know the divers did not came out yet um at that time to be in like a few months after i was like this country is really in a bad state because in another country Every single person who were working at a company and an accident take place, everything needs to shut down. Paria still went on, continued to do their work. They had big ships coming in, doing like whatever they were doing. They know exactly what they were doing. Big ships coming in, doing their normal routine. And these men were down, pounding the pipeline, screaming for help. And they sent no one to help them. So this is very unjust for the families of the divers. It is very heartbroken for the divers. And I'm very much sorry to say I'm a citizen of Trinidad and Tobago. Do you think this report that was, that was compiled by the Commission of Inquiry is going to bring about the justice that you think you, you, you and others deserve? My lawyer, certain things I cannot say at air, but um, yes, we are going forward. And but whatever we have as our proofs and whatever documents that we have to put forward at the faults of Paria, we are going head forth if they do not come and well have a chat with the families. I don't want to use certain words. Mm. Um, meet the families. Um, this this whole thing can be resolved. Okay, let's let's talk. Let's let's talk time frames because the report has mm-hmm. been submitted. Uh, the prime minister said that it has gone to cabinet, and there are certain two things. Years that, is way too long. Two are, years okay. is way too long. Certain things need to happen. But what time have exactly. you? What time are you all giving Paria and the government and everybody else before you act? Uh, six months, a, a year, five months, a day, a week? What? We are going to act as soon as possible. Hmm. And what does that action? What what would that action look like? What are you 
we are going to face court if it, if that leads the way. Mm-hmm. We are going to face court. And and what would you we do? have enough evidence to face Paria. And what would you enough be, evidence. What would you be seeking when you go to court? I want justice. Justice means for me they have to compensate the families at least for life because they had left me and my my children without our breadwinner. Mm-hmm. How do I expect them to live? Just like that, just like you know, we, we we are not beggars. My husband didn't went there to die. They left them there to die. It was an act of man, not an act of God, as Mr. Lynch had said. Yeah, I, I remember that. And that that word, the, those words, speaks volumes. I remember looking at the press conference where the King's Council, Jerome Lynch Commission chair, spoke, and um, it's very rare. I listen to a lot of press conferences. And it's very rare that I actually listen to an entire press conference, or at least the, the, the statements being uttered by, by speakers. And when you listen to what Jerome Lynch had to say to us as a nation, you can tell that this job that he performed impacted on him personally. It didn't. Exactly. It, it didn't. And, I, and I'll tell you, because I, I was looking at some of the sittings while the commission was having its hearings and so on, the entire nation, as much as you may think that the entire nation did not, maybe they didn't act the way that they should have, in the numbers that they probably should have, but this incident impacted people that you will never meet in a manner that you, you may not uh, understand. I know people who sat and cried while this was taking mm-hmm. place. People who were totally, like totally unrelated to the divers and their families would mm-hmm. never yes. meet them, probably have never met them. And and people are sure. still traumatized to this day. What was what was the response from 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 people? Uh, and and to this day, do people still offer support? And and, and people all those still things? call. People still call me. Up to yesterday, um, people were calling me. Like you know, like they know it was a two year anniversary, and I had a lot of phone calls. Um, a lot I could not answer because I had my 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 own little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Yesterday really bring back this Black Friday, as I would say. It's it was really was sad. Um, I did our normal routine. I go to the temple, and after the temple, I went to his gravesite. After the gravesite, he's um, he loves this ocean. He loves the ocean. We always at the sea all the time. I did went to the sea also. I did offer flowers, come home cook, and then I went back to. Um, as they call it, Sugar Park, Pleasant Park. Um, we did candle visual there, and we had a little ceremony there as well for the divers. Mm-hmm. And I saw tears on every single person's eyes, and this route really heartbreaking. You know, like people still, were still calling us all that time. People were still calling, lending support, lending their, you know, sending their love. I have many phone phone calls from the states as well. Um, from the beginning, yes, a, lot, um, a few people had sent like money to buy like um, pampers and milk for baby Nashik because they were following our story. They know what exactly what how the how it's a big struggle for the families as well. When they sent for me, they would ask if I would send for the other families, and I did. I did the same as well. Um, Christopher, a lot of them had called Christopher. Um, Christopher had, well, we were in contact with each other. So whoever called Christopher, yes, he did the same as well as myself. Um, 
And yes, we did try and help all the families who we could as possible. But it is very sad. We didn't get much help here from our own, well, Paria and our own government. While they were always trying to help other people, other countries, it is very sad they can't help their own people in their own, in, in our own country. Yeah. You've, you've been forced to move on a bit with your life because life goes yeah. on. Um, life does not stop and you have children, you have um, those under you that, that you need to take care of and, and you need to move on. M- moving on does not necessarily... Um, moving on means, and uh, for you, I'm positive, and for these people involved in this, you you will never be able to forget. We'll be speaking about no, this for, for a no. long period of time, but you've you have been able to get some elements of your life moving forward. Um, let's talk a bit about your ent. Uh, well, I, I I assume it's your entrance into politics. Um, what? Yes. Given all the challenges that you would have been facing at the point in time, uh, emotionally, f- financially, and, and otherwise, what made you decide that you want to get in politics and become a counselor? Um, okay, um, this had to take me back to when the tragedy happened, okay? Mm-hmm. my This is my answer to you. Um, when the tragedy happened, um, and we I had went to Paria, well... The first day, um, I was seeing like a lot of people coming at Paria when they're here and like from the surrounding areas that is, um, before we reach, well, at the other, throughout Trinidad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people there who was coming to support me was people, I didn't look at it then, like how I'm looking at it now. But um, yes, they were mostly the people from the UNC. And I didn't even know some of the councillors. Um, most of the councillors, I knew um, the MPs. And um, immediately I saw all of them there. Um, my uncle, who is a councillor as well, he um, he was there with me from the very beginning. Because he was the first person I had called. So he, we went when we went up to Paria, he was there. He was asking all the questions because I will, you know, I fall at my knees when I reach at Paria, seeing my husband van, and I cannot go even hold that van, touch that van. And uh, you know, it, it, it's really sad. Only when it takes your home, you feel that pain. And it's really, really sad that they had all the time said there's no accident happened. They're not aware of any accidents happened at Paria. This is a security words. I asked them to speak with somebody from from the Paria officials, the office, I need to talk to somebody, the secretary at least. They said they have no no phone numbers to give me. How could you? So they were lying from the very start, you know? And this is the people I saw coming in at Paria when we did get to go into Paria um, car park. They were actually at my throat. They were calling me all the time, telling me they don't want me there. Keep go home and when when um, they get word that my husband, well, they will do, they are trying to do their best, which I know they were lying at the very start. They are, they was not doing anything. They were just leaving them there to die. And um, I said, no, I'm not leaving. Um, and you have to take me out from here. I'm not leaving. The only way I'm leaving to go, take me where my husband is. Uh, if you want me to put on top of the pipeline, I want to knock the same way he's knocking and let him know I am outside waiting for him. Um, 
So this is the people I saw at at Paria. Only there were yes some people from the PNM as well. I cannot say because they they well you know I cannot say. But there were some people from the PNM as well. Um, if you want to put it in a political way, but at that time it was not no UNC and no PNM or anything. It was just the people who cared for lives that has been there left to die. Okay, Miss 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 Kusia, I I need to caution you a bit because mm-hmm. if if you are intending on going on the road of legal action, there are some things that that you really shouldn't say about who's mm-hmm. responsible and and all those kinds of things because it could prejudice any matters that to come. I know. Uh, so I, know. I just I, I'm, I'm I'm putting that there because um, mm-hmm. I don't want you to go down a road of outright on the radio accusing this one and that one of the next of doing things and somewhere down the road somebody called me to testify and say well she accused this one without having evidence and so let's no i, let's, I will let's, not i will okay. not um let's, call anyone name. Uh, it's, it's, it's not about calling the name you're, call, you're talking about the organization and I, I just yeah just want you to be safe because the last thing i would want is that any matter that to go before the courts would have some loophole in it that that does not see you getting what you think you deserve but but taking me to the point of what you deserve this is a matter that yes, there is. this is a there matter was only UNC people that came out and okay, even I, though at my home i'm i'm not um, I, I i i'm not bringing the unc i'm not bringing the pnm i'm not talking politics because once you start to talk politics you devalue the issue and the issue here is getting justice and compensation for the families the and that the, is what we are looking forward right. to but that brings me to my next question what is going to satisfy you and the others? The Prime Minister can in one fell swoop deal with this matter, have a discussion with you all and say, well, listen, this is what I think should happen. But what are you looking to get out of it? Can you put a dollar value for me as to what would satisfy you and the others? I will not say that on air as well, mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people is listening, they are on lockdown and listening right. as well. Mm-hmm. But and apart from monetary... Yes, apart Apart from you, monetary- had, you had asked me a question, and the question was, why did I come out into the policy, you know, being a, like a, a counselor now? And that was my answer. And then you had said that um, you don't want to political, you know, you know political like any other way. But what I'm saying is the people who came at my home, I know who they were when that time reached, and I knew exactly what I, what I had to do. And this is the choice that I took and I did say I well, I, I know I had made the right choice and they they were the ones who were there for me from the very start. Mm, okay. So right. I, I don't want to put it into any way like you know well, I just my want intention, to make it very clear that my I am intent- not in any way racial or any way political or any way like you know like separating people no I'm not that person. Well my intention Anyone of asking you the uh, Miss 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 Kusi yeah. The intention of asking you why you would want to get into politics was not about UNC and PNM and who you side you on and all that kind of thing. Getting into politics is a big decision for anyone. Somebody who was going through the kind of emotional stress and trauma yeah, that you would have been going to. I know the struggles of a single parent and a lot of people who are single, not mothers alone, they were fathers as well. A lot of fathers are single parents. And they came at my home and they were like asking me certain questions and they were telling me, Gail, you need to do something. Gail, you need to go and, you know, and this is something that this is the reason why I took this opportunity up. You know, I took it. 
um, because it was to help anybody. I can mm-hmm. everybody that's come home by my house. It don't even have to be my people. It could be anybody, and I do try to help each and every one. Mm-hmm. Okay, now uh, we're, we're we're actually out of time for the interview, um, but I, I I go back to that question that I asked you before. Um, the what nation is- the nation is looking on as well as to what's happening. And there are people who I am positive in the eight o'clock hours going to they're going to call me, we're going to speak about this and they'll speak about the injustice and what they think needs to happen and so on. But what is the time do you have a time frame? Or are you all just sitting and waiting until the, the the government acts before you all act, or are you saying, Well, listen, the government if it take too long, we're giving you two months with this thing, a month with this thing, and if we see no action in a month or a, uh, six months or whatever, we are going to pursue you. Do you have a time frame like that in mind? No, my lawyer, according to my lawyer, we are going to mm-hmm. act as, as I said, very soon. Okay. Um, the second anniversary was yesterday. And the entire, yes. the entire nation, some people may have forgotten, some people for them it was not high on the agenda. Um, back at the at the time when it was taking place, there were people who were glued to their devices. Um, people still see me and cry. Moving forward. Some people don't even know me. And mo- they just see me and they just start to cry. Moving forward. You said that you did not necessarily see the kind of support that you expected. Moving forward, what kind of support would you like to see from the population? I think that the people need to voice the, you know, like to come out and like when it have certain, there are so okay, put it back into, there are so many murders and we do not see that people come out. They just say, oh yeah, you know, someone died, you know, somebody killed somebody and you know, we just sit down there and we just feel sorry and sorry we do not come out and act. And this is something that, you know, that our country that we do not, we just sit down. We just sit down with everything that goes by. If gas goes up, yeah, well, you know, it's $2 more. We just have to pay what we'll do. But they do not protest for anything. Mm. They just sit back and we just let it. It's just a nine days talk that we trainees do. Yes, we're going to have to leave our interview. I want to thank you for being with us here this morning. And we will, as a nation, continue to track what's going on with this matter. Because, as I said for you, while some people did not personally lose... It's very hurtful to know that, um, you know, that our country has reached this far. And, you know, it, it takes you back that no one is coming out to help the families, meaning the divers of the families. And um, I would really like that they try and do it as quickly as possible. We need justice for our husbands. We heard their voices, and they were very much alive. The yeah. world heard their voices. All right, Ms. Kuchis, we're going to have to leave our interview. I'm sorry, but we do have some commercials. I want to thank you for being with us here this morning, and, of course, we will keep in touch with you as we move forward and continue to map what's going on. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.